in this episode of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. And that's when shit got so scary. So weird. We turned out our lights, we started trying to talk, and we hear this rustling and grunting in the bush. Yeah. Welcome to episode 113 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. This is part four of the Paranormal Ponderings series of episodes. This time around, we're going to talk about cryptids. Yeah, you got it. Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Normie, Wampus Cats, that kind of thing. Thing being the key word in this case. What is a cryptid? Let's define it at the very beginning here. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary definition of a cryptid is this, an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Something that a bunch of people have said they've seen or witnessed, but there's no proof that this being or creature or monster or whatever actually exists. We're also going to touch on the subject of cryptozoology in this episode, So here's the definition of cryptozoology, also from Merriam-Webster. The study of and search for animals, and especially legendary animals, such as Sasquatch, usually in order to evaluate the possibility of their existence. Yeah, so kind of the study of these legendary creatures that have never been proven to exist. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the Bobcast. I am fascinated by cryptids and cryptozoology, especially Bigfoot. Even more so after I dove headfirst into the rabbit hole of Bigfoot and maybe Bigfoot's not this missing link type of creature, not like a relative of apes or humans that got kind of lost to time. That is a very deep rabbit hole. What is Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot an ultra terrestrial or is he some kind of weird leftover from times of long past? Well, I don't know. It's very interesting stuff. Definitely worth looking into. We are going to talk about that in this episode. As with all the other Paranormal Ponderings episodes, I am going to drag you, my dear, dear listener, down that rabbit hole and a few others with me. I hope you enjoy this strange trip into the world of these unknown entities. Also, just like all the other episodes in the Paranormal Pondering series, I brought in a couple of experts to discuss the topic at hand rather than talking about it just by myself. Joining us in this episode are my good friends Josh and Tamara of the Hex Files podcast. They're signing on to the Good Ship Bobcast in this episode to talk to us all about cryptids, especially Bigfoot and a Bigfoot-related investigation that they went on fairly recently. It's really great, really interesting. Stay tuned. The diabolical duo that is Josh and Tamara, they're going to talk to us about cryptids from their home state, which is North Carolina. They'll take part in a kind of who-would-win cryptid battle royale sort of a hypothetical series of questions about cryptids finally josh and tomorrow will talk about a couple cryptid sightings and or experiences that they had when they were kids that was way before they knew each other by the way very interesting and very cool also both things happened in north carolina so yeah really cool definitely going to focus on north carolina the cryptids there bigfoot and a few other things really great stuff Now, let me tell you about the music of the episode before we really get going. The songs you're going to hear in this episode, they might seem to be a little strange at first. They're kind of just as strange and wonderful as the cryptids that we're going to talk about. The Weaker Thans 
are in this episode of the Bobcast. That's right. Yes, Canadian rock and roll superstars, the weaker thans. The song is Bigfoot. Yeah, very appropriate, right? Then after that, you're going to hear a song from a band that's from Denver, Colorado. The name of that band is The Mard. They're providing us with another song that kind of keeps the creepy cryptid thing going. The Mard song is called A Hidden Presence. And that song is off of an EP called Squatch Apocalypse. Like Sasquatch again? Squatch Apocalypse. Holy crap. Bigfoot by the Weaker Thans. A song off a record that's called Squatch Apocalypse. I think you see why I picked those songs for this episode. Very good stuff. Very relevant to the topic at hand. The songs are going to come up during the interview segment with Josh and Tamara of Hex Files. That's going to start right after I do this Bobcast Patreon shout-out thing. Here we go. Brant Claybaugh, Jen Allen, Gavin Thompson, Carl Backla, Poopy McPoopster, Pee Drinking Crap Face, and Ken Desh. Thank you all so much for being a patron of the Bobcast on Patreon. Now, Poopy McPoopster and Pee Drinking Crap Face. Those, I would suspect, are not real names, but I'm going to leave them at that. If you want to see your name up in lights as it is here on an episode of the Bobcast, it's really easy. Sign up for my Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash I want to party with Bob and join. It starts at a dollar a month. Gives you access to all the Patreon Bobcast episodes. I've got a lot of stuff planned for the Patreon page coming very, very soon. We're going to do some watch parties, watch a TV show kind of thing. Hopefully, we're going to start by watching the Hellier documentary. We're going to have some live Q&A type of things with me where we're going to pick a subject and talk all about it for as long as we want, maybe an hour, something like that. There's going to be some very specific episodes that will only be available via Patreon. You will not be able to hear them on the regular podcast. There should be some video stuff coming up of paranormal investigations that I'm going to be going on. A lot more Tons of stuff going on with that Patreon. Let me note, too, if you're in a higher tier on the Patreon page, you will get some rad merch, T-shirts, mugs. There's I got all kinds of stuff going on. I don't even want to talk about all of it right now. Let me just say, join the Patreon. It'll be great for you. It'll be great for me. Stuff is about to get real on that Bobcast Patreon page. Trust me on that one. So please sign up. Also, let me say, it really does help support me and support the Bobcast and keeping this thing going. If you do sign up for that Patreon, it's great. And it doesn't cost that much. So please do it. Thank you very much. Once again, that Patreon page is patreon.com slash I want to party with Bob. Join today. Thank you very much. Well, here we go. Here's Josh and Tamara of the Hex Files podcast to talk to us all about cryptids. Please stay tuned. Well, why don't we have you two introduce yourselves to the listeners, maybe that haven't listened to any of the prior episodes that you're in. Hex Files Podcast. What is the Hex Files Podcast all about? Hex Files Podcast is the drunken brainchild of Josh. Yeah. And it was from my other podcast, Curse, which is a witchcraft podcast. So if you're into witchcraft and you listen to Bob and you want to hear that, but yeah, cryptids and paranormal was kind of in that and then it split off at the time and kind of became its own thing. It used to just be us reading like articles, not making fun of people, but like reading those cheesy, like funny articles about like sightings and different stuff and weird news. And then it just, we were, we were like doing investigations and it's like, let's just do it 
as textiles and that's kind of how it happened. We still, when we talk about our investigations, we'll post stuff, but we still drink and talk about it and have a good time. So it's still got the news and still got like just us bullshitting about stuff. But yeah, I mean. And sharing insightful and very researched opinions and ideas. Right. We try it. Yeah, we try. Yeah, you do. You succeed. No, I, I, I've listened. I've listened to several episodes and I definitely think you're coming from a position of knowledge and it's not what is hex files all about other than drinking that's part of it but that's the fun part no but i mean in all seriousness you do come from a good position of knowledge i think with the subjects that you talk about so yeah and we'll we'll pitch hex files at the end but i'll say it now too you you should definitely listen to hex files i would say and cursed yeah well we for somebody like me who has grown up watching all i can watch about bigfoot and rock nets and chupacabas and everything under the sun I'm coming from a position of like, I'll refresh myself, but I don't always like, I don't have notes. I'm just going off of, so what gets funny is when I'm trying to recall things while I'm drinking, I'm like, I don't fucking remember where I came from, but I know somebody said something like we just did an episode about the moon being fake and a spaceship and all this. And it was like, (laughs) we, you went in it with like, people think this is fake. And I was like, Oh, a hundred percent. And then we did that with um, with night guys for the conspiracies and stuff. So uh, if the if the network gets big, it does well. We, we're hoping it does, but we're starting with baby steps. Then who knows? We'll we'll have to bring in all of our like people like Bob. And then you can help us prove that the moon is fake. Yeah, interesting. I would definitely be interested in proving that. So if it involves right. like the Millennium Falcon approaching the moon in some respect, yeah, that's right. that's and no you can moon. prove it's real and just. You know, it's just as easy to prove it's real from our standpoint because we don't go to space. Right. We don't work at NASA. Nope. Um, it's all armchair speculation on our part. Uh, you either believe scientists or you don't, I guess. <laughs> uh, and sometimes, you know, like, like I think I came to the conclusion that, yes, I think some of it is all of it. We did go to the moon. We did all that shit. But at the same time, I still feel like we're being... You know, things are being hidden, like aliens and stuff. But, yeah, there's some little um, being pulled over our eyes, for sure. Yeah. So, it, you know, in the end, it's kind of like, that's eh, 50-50. Don't believe it's hollow, but it's not saying it's not. No, I don't believe it's hollow. It's hollow, at least part of it. Yeah. Well, who but knows? A, like you said, we don't know. You have to trust science to an extent, but at the same time, I think it's also fun to speculate on things like, is the moon hollow? It could be. What's on the so, other side of the moon that we never fake? see, you know? So, I don't know. If the moon is fake, then how werewolf? Right. Checkmate. <laughs> if the moon is fake, how is my job absolute hell when the moon is full? Right. There is something to that. And I, I am, yeah, yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for that kind of talk. Now, you sure. get some weird days in healthcare, but yeah. So, the moon in and of itself is kind of a cryptid. Uh, we do a lot of cryptid hunting. Uh, when we went to look for Bigfoot, it was under a full moon. That wasn't intentional. It did kind of help. And all of our Bigfoot stuff has like weird synchronicities like that. I might, was it a full moon or a new? Yes, it was. Because it looked like some Nightmare Before Christmas shit in the trees. And there was like a little fog rolling through, yeah. like the barren ponds of a full moon and all that. Right. And that's this night. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. 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 But that's, yeah, that's our little tangent about the moon. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, great, great. Now, a question, Josh, I know that you practice witchcraft. Tamara, do you also 
practice witchcraft? Um, I guess that you could technically say that. I don't really like to adhere, I guess, to the maybe rules or stereotypes or fundamentals or like a common idea of witchcraft, but I think that I do what you think. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And Josh, I know you said you didn't, one time we, when we had talked to you, it said you don't, you don't take the title, but you kind of own it. I think was almost what you said in a, in a sense, you don't in go around. To, yeah. I was like, I mean, you very much say if I call it that, I feel like I'm not practice. I'm not doing, I'm not free anymore. Like I look at you like with that childlike sense of wonder, once you start boxing it, or labeling it, it loses something special. Sure. And that's what I joked about uh, with Sharice. I just talked to her about paranormal stuff on Curse, and we were talking about how on an investigation, I'm like, on Bigfoot, the first time we went, I'm like, it's like looking at stuff with my brother and like, listening, and you're like, I almost fell out of a hole in the ground, and something pushed me up. I think it's the say, so I left, like, I took a little piece of court, and like, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, it's fun to go on those things where you're just so open to, like, because sometimes I'm so Virgo about it and so, like, analytical. I miss those little magical little signs and things. So it's nice to go with somebody who falls down holes in the middle of the woods because they were playing in a root ball hole of a tree that fell over. (laughs) My life is very magical, and the way that I live it has a lot of magic in it. But do I have to, like, live under that stereotype of witchcraft? I hope not. No. Okay, cool. It's weird. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's actually a great thing. That's a good thing. Now, can you define cryptid for me? What does, what is a cryptid? Well, um, it would be the idea that these are creatures or animals that are unknown to science that aren't proven by science like let's say uh we've all seen elephants and we're all pretty sure that elephants exist because we've seen them they're in zoos we've seen information on them a cryptid would be like let's pretend that you are a civilization who's never come across the elephant and you keep seeing this thing to me that's like so if you were looking at it and you were saying there's this big gray thing that has like these huge like ears and this long like thing hanging off its face like it would sound crazy and giant um, bones sticking out of its head yeah sure like it's got these huge things. so I, I that's a bit of an exaggeration because sometimes cryptids are very like you know they can be everything from uh, a species that's thought to have been extinct and that people still think they see it and there's still reports of it but i think it just boils down to these are things people believe to exist but that are not known to science yeah. or proven um, and that would be the realm of cryptozoology, where everything from your Bigfoot can fall into to something like Mothman, and then in what, like, um, what's the one here in North Carolina? Is like the uh, Black Panther. Yeah, the Black um, Panther, right? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They they say, oh, well, there's never been Black Panthers, and if there have, they've been extinct forever. But big black cat, you've seen there's like people have pictures that like will make your my hair stand up because it's like, Hey, it's in my backyard of this big black cat in the you know central North Carolina is tracing around. And I mean, it goes as far as people not thinking that, um, is the cougars that don't exist in North Carolina really yeah. anymore. So it's just something as simple as like, 
well, maybe we'll discover that they actually do, to is Bigfoot in North Carolina. So I think there's a huge spectrum of what could sure. be defined as a There's as a, like a bit of lore that goes into yeah. that. Like there's a little bit of otherworldliness, a little bit of like question and right. mystery and yeah. fans have Mugs. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't call I I don't I think the paranormal and cryptids go hand in hand a lot of times and so do aliens but you wouldn't call you know a ghost or you wouldn't call like um, a spirit a cryptid per se that's a whole other level of not being um, these are supposed to be tangible things and we probably use it even in like a little bit of a niche there where we think Bigfoot is spiritual you know what I'm saying like, sure sure a lot of Bigfoot researchers think Bigfoot is a unknown missing link or primate, a physical right. flesh and blood creature. So I would say maybe cryptid even draws that line of this is a living biological thing versus an interdimensional being kind of thing. So I think, you know, if you had to get specific, cryptid would be, you would expect it to have flesh and blood yeah. and be a living thing. Yeah, but not necessarily all of the time. Not all of the time. Yeah, right? yeah there you go. That There's a lot of questions. Yeah, that'll come up a little bit later as far as some of those You're aspects. You're like, actually, so. this is my easiest question, and you just made it so difficult. No, <laughs> Thanks for walking all the way around the question, but never answered right, This is that. how my brain works. <laughs> no, that's the best answer I've ever heard is, you know, say, because you've got ghosts and spirits and things like that, and... Those are, you know, say paranormal entities. It's all kind of fall, falls under that umbrella of paranormal because paranormal just means outside of our understanding, more or less, right? And a cryptid yeah. falls under that, but it's more than likely that it is if people it, it, that it's it is like a, a flesh and blood type of creature most of the time, not always. So that's we're gonna talk about yeah. that. I'm kind <laughs> of excited to talk about that a little bit here too. So, well, what was your introduction? Two cryptids for each of you, you know, where, where down the line on the paths of your lives, did you see a picture of Bigfoot and you're like, that's cool as shit. I want to learn more about that thing. So the way that I got into cryptids was having sleepovers with my dad and he's like kind of into weird stuff. And we would watch like shows about Bigfoot, about Loch Ness Monster. He let me watch like all the horror films, the spaces of death, like. We really had no rules back in the 90s about what kids could do. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Like, I just got exposed at a really young age to the possibility of what if, and impressionable minds are really open. And right. I just never turned off the idea of, yeah, that's a possibility. I think that's a good position to have. Um, like, we were talking about with like the witchcraft idea. Like, if you're always like questioning and searching, then, you know, I, for one, would want to find, like, there would be so many questions, but, like, for me, part of it is just, like, the search, but, yeah, mine's very similar. I grew up in the 90s, I was 85, and so, every once in a while, I did have cable, uh, this was pre-internet, uh, at our place, but between X-Files, which they would have some, some weird stuff, but I remember seeing, I think it was an Unsolved Mysteries, where they talked about, like, cryptids, and it wasn't just, like, you know, true crime or something, or missing yeah. people, and I remember, like, what? And to me, I was probably, like, seven or something. This was something that I probably wouldn't be allowed to watch. They weren't, like, super, like, stringent on what I could watch. But I know they weren't. My mom wasn't excited I was watching X-Files, but, like, I still would watch it. But then she would be like, oh, they're watching The Simpsons. It's fine. 
I think I watched that about Loch Ness Monster. They talked about Bigfoot. And I remember, like, it, it, I don't know if it was the same episode, and they were talked about the, um, like, the lizard man in South Carolina, like the red-eyed chupacabras. And I was, like, hooked. And to me, in my adolescent brain, it wasn't like, do these exist? It was like, oh, shit, they do. And ever since then, I was hooked. And I remember on dial-up looking up pictures of Bigfoot and aliens and chupacabra and being terrified of the pictures that would come up, even if they were fake. Right. But still, like, still just staring at it like, oh, my fucking God. Like, this scares the shit out of me, but I really want to see this. Like, I have to know it. So, yeah, before dial-up internet with fucking, like, AOL discs, I was searching for (laughs) the best, like, uh, (laughs) the best website to find out. And, you know, then it was like, who knows what kind of crazy shit I was seeing. There was no... There was no, right, there was no fact checks. It's like, I was pretty sure this was a picture of a chupacabra. Like, and then later it's like, oh, it's taxidermy. But then I got to the point where I wanted to believe so hard, like Mulder, that just accepting anything felt like not good enough. So then I got very skeptical because that's just how I am and questioning things. And so it was like, if I question and rule out everything and I still think it might exist, like, then that's even cooler to me. So it's just built over the years and then to be able to just go out and do it with somebody who's like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go try to like leave Bigfoot a Snickers and talk to him. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of fun and we literally would be doing it without a podcast. Okay. The podcast was like the good excuse. Sure. To do sure. It. Yeah. And I mean, we have our, you know, we have Patreon and stuff and that does help on trips and it's kind of like a, a nice cycle. We give out content. People want to hear more. They give us donations they they're nice enough to support us we give them little gifts we use that money to investigate and it's just you know it builds so it's it's very fun i would be doing it full time if i could (laughs) oh yeah yeah that would be something that would be incredible to be able to do full time and get paid enough to live on you know so let's talk about that then you detailed your hex files episodes number 12 and 16 i hope i'm saying this right you visited the medic or Medoc Mountains area of North Carolina, and you were looking for Bigfoot. Did I say it right, Medic? No, I don't even think we say it right. I oh. think it's uh. You said it right both times. Okay, good. We said thank you. Medic, okay, and we've heard Medoc, and we've heard Medoc. Yeah, but I think it's it might be. Is it a native word? I actually don't know. I'm not sure that. But, but the it, way that I've heard it spoken most is by a non-native West Carolinian, so who knows? Right. Sure. The guy that runs the crypto, yeah. the paranormal and cryptozoology museum out of Steve. Steve, yeah. And what's the name? Where is it at? Located? We'll have to look at it. But, um, yeah, it's not where you think. It's not even in the mountains. It's like near the Virginia border almost. Yeah, oh, it's like okay. one of the very last remnants of the eroded away like Appalachian Mountains. It's like weirdly in the Piedmont, the middle of the state. It's near. It's, yeah, it's not far from the Dismal Swamp, which is like North Carolina and Virginia near the coast. Like, swamp, swamp Oh, swampy. okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a very swampy. Yeah. So you went. You went out there though twice in search of Bigfoot. Essentially, the first time just for mm-hmm. a day, and then the next time for about three days or something like that. So tell me about that. I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I want to hear a little bit more about that experience. And you did well, we, relay those experiences, like I said, episode 12 and 16 of the podcast. Yeah, to hear more detail, you could listen to our Dismal Swamp episode. That's where it started. 
Yeah. And you can listen to you can listen to those. We actually got there kind of by mistake. Um, yeah, it was like totally synchronous how we ended up at Meadow Mountain. Yeah, we to make it quick, we were, we already knew we wanted to go to the Great Dismal Swamp, which is what how how long is it? Five hours? Yeah. Five hours from here and we knew we wanted to go. Um there's it's supposed to be haunted, there's supposed to be Bigfoot, there's supposed to be weird activities. It's almost like this little Bermuda Triangle type or not Bermuda Triangle, um, Bridgewater Triangle area where weird stuff happens. So we we wanted to do that and we were gonna hit up for years, I've seen that there's a cryptozoology and paranormal museum in Littleton, North Carolina. Littleton, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that. That's so cool. That's so cool. I was like, I think I'll, we'll hit it up on our way there. It's just so close when we ever be this way again. And we didn't have time to do it, so we ended up camping at the Dismal Swamp. We had some cool experiences there. You couldn't hear it on the episode. And then we were like, well, we'll hit that museum. And you actually saw it, this weird track at the swamp. Yeah. And in the state park there. And um, we thought, well, we're headed back to this paranormal, which we knew nothing about the museum. And I was like, I'll show him. Maybe he knows. Turns out this, which sounds like a coincidence, but is like this hot spot for Bigfoot. Yeah. And the town of Littleton. The town of Littleton. And right next to it is uh, Medoc State Park. Yeah. Uh, Medoc Mountain State Park. And we start talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I've got cats from this area, I've got footage. Like, people see it walk through the town. I think that there's all this logging going on that didn't used to be here, and that's pushing them out. And so we were there, like, night. We almost missed him. We pulled up. It said open, and we're like, I guess there's nobody here. Because I think it said closed. So we went to leave, and he was like, hey, are you wanting to get in the museum? I just saw you. I was headed out for the night to grab, you know, groceries and come back. And so we were just, like, a split second from him missing us. And he let us in and we fell on this thing. We we're like, we're going to come back here. And then we came back and we had some, we heard some weird calls. Yeah. Like howling in the distance, like not wolves, but like primate, like calls, just like yells miles away. And then responses. And we we're like, this was about when we were about to leave. And we're like, oh shit, we have to come back here. And we were seeing tree breaks. We were seeing weird, like, um, not structures, but like, yeah, like, so we're like, we got to come back. We got to stay. And we actually got lost going back. We were still on the trail, but we, we ended up instead of like going back like a eighth of a mile, we went like two miles down these trails. It was and 36 degrees. It was pitch black. It was oh cold. We were December. not dressed for the occasion. Right. And I think it was December and like, we're like, I mean, we had heard these, like, yells miles away, but we're like, we're out here in the night, but also, I want to see one, and I would be terrified. And then we um, decided, let's plan our next trip. And so we actually went back in February this year, so a few months ago, and got a camper. It rained, but this time we came prepared. We had, the other one was just a day trip, but we got, like, clear cameras. We had offerings we were approaching it from like a spiritual say side of things we asked people that we knew in witchcraft and paranormal community like how would they try to contact this bigfoot we got like different things to say to kind of like summon them or kind of welcome yourself and ask for like to be welcomed and that's what we were like let's go in with this and let's like do an investigation investigation because I didn't think we would have anything. But after hearing those sounds, and they're on our Instagram, I think 
I don't know if we were able to put them in the video. I mean, in the thing, but they're on our Instagram. And you lose something. But when you're out there, I mean, it sounded like humans don't have that lung capacity. Yeah. It was like a hoop, like a holler. Yeah. You can write it off as owls for a minute because owls kind of make a similar sound. But then if you've heard owls, it doesn't exactly sound like any owls. Is but it wouldn't mm. carry that far. And we, I mean, it was probably like, it was getting dusk. It was still light outside. And it wasn't until after that we, because my experience with Bigfoot and searching for one was non-existent pretty much before that. Other than just camping out in the woods and I hope I see a Bigfoot. And it wasn't until later, like, we started looking at Bigfoot calls, and to our, like, shock, they sound so similar. I mean, there's different ones, like, Ohio has a different sound, but these were just, like, I can't even, it was, like, we all have yeah, like, and, but the crazy thing is, I thought I heard dogs barking, too, and then you guys heard, like, more chatter than I did, Yeah, and I didn't even hear the chatter, I just heard the howls, and you can look at the video and you would put my brother Clayton that went with us, who's six five, the looks on your faces were like shock. It was like, that's not an owl, right? What is that? Like what the fuck <laughs> is that? And then we play it and like the dude that runs the museum who's out there like all the time, it's like, Yep, that's that's what they sound like and I'm like, You're so nonchalant about this, like this changed my life in the woods. Like Excuse me, so what? <laughs> He's like, Yep, that sounds like them. Especially that time of day, you know, five o'clock and everything, and it was like insane. So we thought, who knows what the hell we're gonna find? Yeah. But yeah, we approached it different when we went back. We kind of started from the bottom. Yeah, we went like a little bit sciencey. We went a little bit witchy. Yeah, a little bit like anything could happen. Yeah, and the whole time I'm just trying to remain in like a playful state, like just to stay in like that childlike manner where you discover stuff in the sure. world before you know everything. Well, we, we did a uh, tarot. We got some crazy tarot responses to our questions, pulling a card and it, it's meaning basically answering the questions we ask. And we're talking about like, let's go out here and look for the clear. It was a full moon, the clear being a thermal camera. And we started hearing bard out, which are, Native to here, but before I became a witch and started working with the deity I work with, I'd never heard him before. And they're always, they always follow me. So as we're talking and doing a little video, you hear them going crazy down in the valley where there's like most of the sightings. So we thought, let's go down there. Maybe this was like a sign. Change the oils and oil the squeaks Patch the holes and fluid leaks At dusk beneath a diabetic moon And wait to take the TV crews Across the creaking ice The news is howling To the timber wolves and soon I'll go through it all again Watch their doubtful smiles begin But the visions that I see believe in me So praise the things I can't forget With burgers and a silhouette On t-shirts at the council general store 
I'll listen to the south wind sigh with rumors and regrets, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Won't go through it all again. Watch their doubtful smiles begin. When the visions that I see believe in me. That I see, they will believe me. So we start walking down in the pitch black. With a little lantern. And <laughs> Under the full moon. Yeah, wow. we're doing tree knocks. We're trying to like get them to respond because uh, supposedly they communicate with tree knocks. They're fantastic professionals. Yes. And <laughs> we're, we're like in the middle of the swamp. It's just covered in water and mud. And it's pitch black. And I was like, where should we stop? And all of a sudden, this barred out above us is like, <laughs> like screams us out of it our scared skin. the shit out of us. It was right above us. And we had heard it since we decided we heard the call to go there. So it was almost like, and then we heard the one and no more. And it was almost like, come down here. And then when we got there, it's like, stop. And then nothing. And that's when shit got so scary. So weird. We turned out our lights. We started trying to talk and we hear this rustling and grunting in the brush. Yeah. And you can hear it in our video uh, on Instagram. We put up the videos and we're like, I can hear it. And it sounded like it wasn't something big. And we, to this day, we tried to find out if it was an otter or a beaver. We wow, think, pig. Yeah, it sounded like yeah. a pig snorting. Like once, you know. And I'm scared because we can't see shit on the flashlight, on the clear, nothing. And it's getting closer. We can hear it get closer. And it's like, this rooting, like this pig, hog, rooting around sound. Like a deep gutter, like grunt, Ugh. like snort. And we've got our lights off. I'm like, got the flare scope looking, and I'm like, I don't see anything, I don't see anything. And we're shining lights, and we never saw anything, and it stopped. And I flipped from paranormal investigator mode to like, have been in the country before mode, and I'm like, that's a fucking pig, and that shit will attack you. They oh, yeah. are aggressive, they are brutal. Yeah. So then we started walking back and we stopped and we hear the wrestling following us. And I mean, it's something small. Like it, it, it's not like, it's not raccoon small, but it's not, it wouldn't even be dog big, but it was loud enough to hear and it was snorting again. And afterward we asked like people to tell us, cause like I grew up in the woods and I need people to tell me like what this was. And people are like, well, beavers don't really snort. We saw evidence for beavers in one area, um, but that wasn't where we were. And there's a river that runs along it. Somebody said, actually, otters, it's weird enough, otters kind of grunt and snort. Hmm. So we think, well, maybe it's an otter and they were laying low and maybe, you know, their temperature, they didn't show up as easy because maybe they were cold or cooler from being in the water. I don't know. But it was 
it definitely got us like in the fucking zone. Yeah. Uh, and so we left Snicker bars, apples. We hear that's what they like. We left some on a stump first night. Nothing happened. And second night we took up more and left some around. And some of these places took us a while to get to. So we weren't going to go back and check them, but we bought a trail cam and we put it up in front of these things. The first night you see us come up or you see us set it up and leave. The next morning we come up, if you see us come up, we see everything's fine. You see us reset the trail cam. You see us leave on the pictures. Hmm. It wasn't until our last morning that it was weird. Because it was like, what was going on? The apple? We left a mushroom, a dime, an apple, and a Snickers. The dime was part of something we left the first time we came. We left some little offerings. And we left it in the same place that we left offerings before, in a place we like to call the offering stump. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because we thought, well, you know, this is where they, they've been seen on the ridge up here. This is where we saw the tree breaks, breaks and structures, and... We think that's where the nest activity looked like it got pulled out of a weird hole by so it felt, Yeah, it felt like a, I wouldn't say sacred, but it felt important. And it yeah. felt like this is a place to frequent because this is a ridge you can see a lot of the park in. So, of course, something that would be trying to lay low could look out and see things. Yeah. So, we go back and check the camera. The apple's gone. And I'm thinking, okay, let's see what little critter came and took the apple in the Snickers bar. There's no pictures on there. One minute it's there, and the next minute it's gone. And the, I was like, even if the apple, like, you know, because it was a little bit stormy, not too bad, not with wind. I'm like, if the apple rolled off, the camera was set to high sensitivity. It would have picked it up. If a squirrel knocked it over or came and played with it, it would have set it off. If a mouse came up, a raccoon, whatever. So something came in and took the Snickers and the apple, and not a single photo was taken until the next morning we came up. And it was, you know, you could you could say, well, maybe the camera, like, there was an issue with the camera, but it took one when we left, and then it took when we came up. So unless it died and came back to life or something, we thought, well, did something, was something aware of this? And they were able to, like, you have to hide them, because we've been told that they try to leave trail cams up, and state park uh, rangers and officials will remove them. So, you know, it's like camouflage, but we have to hide it. We couldn't leave it in, like, high traffic areas. So I don't think a person knew it was up there. There wasn't a lot of people out. Um, well, you would have had to have left the trail and... Climbed a ...pretty hard kind of growth hike for a while to get to where the stump was. And then you would, in dark, or during the day, you'd have to see this, like... You'd have to know where we put it because the camera was pretty well camouflaged on that tree. Yeah. And it's almost like something new... It wanted, and I, to me personally, I think it's weirder that nothing, it disappeared and there was no picture. I think it would be, even if you saw a Bigfoot arm reaching out, <laughs> right. you'd be like, oh shit, something took it. But it's even weirder that it didn't take a picture of anything because where would have, that apple have gone? Right. Like nothing was big enough to move a whole apple. The apple itself was big enough if it had to trigger the trail cam. Right. If a dime rolled off, I'm not sure it would have triggered it. No. If, a leaf blew across the thing. I don't think it took. But that apple, even if a ghost picked it up and moved it, it would have shot a picture. Like, because it moved. Yeah. I have no idea. And we played with it when we got back. We tried, like, little... And, I mean, it's it's a very sensitive, good camera. Like, yeah. it's very high definition. It's got night vision. It's got infrared. So, in the daylight, it takes a picture with motion. And at night, 
it uses infrared and it takes a picture with motion. It's got three sensors and it was set to, I didn't want it to be so sensitive, but I didn't want it to not be. And we were like, well, it's a one-time trip. We're not leaving it out looking for deer. It can use up a lot of pictures without draining the battery. It's not going to be out here for three months. Right. So we had it set to, if it was triggered, it would take one minute of video and three stills. Yeah. I had it set so it would take three pictures rapidly and then record a minute. And it was just nothing except it was gone. And we came up, you see us in the background, we're way down the ridge and it, it caught us down there. Yeah. Took a picture and you see like the video of us walking up in the three pictures and that stump, it's just, yeah, it's, I have no explanation for that. We um, actually look like we could be Bigfoot because we've been in the woods for three days. Yeah. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, I think Josh, probably not you, but Josh for sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, I get um, pretty rough. <laughs> you get pretty furry. No, um, but yeah, like, so I picture the stump right here in the center and the camera's on a tree behind it. And it's set to look at any, so any direction you would have come to that stump, it was kind of out in the middle with this camera face on it. So it wasn't like something could like sneak under the camera and grab it. Yeah. If you enter that field of view within 10 feet, it was shot to shoot the picture. Yeah. And so we, we didn't want to make it difficult to, or easy to like something to come get it underneath the camera and nothing catch it. So like, and it was set pretty low. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like it was set too high and something scurried under and grab it. No, so, you can definitely see the ground. I mean, the objects that it was aimed at were on an ancient stump. I mean, it was almost like wood rock and stuff, yeah. Covered in moss and moss, yeah. like fucking whatever. But yeah, that was that was crazy. And that was our last morning. And then you probably could describe it the best. But we, we went in here thinking, like, after the second day, we're like, I don't think we're going to find Bigfoot this time. But I think that we're working on something bigger. Yeah. Like building a relationship with the uh, land spirits, with like the spirits of place, with the things that exist there naturally. And I think we kind of decided that maybe Bigfoot is not there always, but it's definitely there sometimes. Mm. But you don't go, you don't skip the echelon. You don't go straight to the CEO. Like you talk True. to your boss <laughs> first. You talk to your coworkers first. You talk to the people around you first. Sure. And then eventually you work your way. Well, because that last day, we were like, let's hike some of these other trails. This is like hot spots this guy showed us. Well, then we found out there's these other trails because we went back and talked to them. We hiked like 12 miles. Yeah, we hiked wow. a bunch. But um, we found this other, this entire other place, and it felt so, like, that's where we saw some big, like, nest-looking things. Mm -hmm. And um, it felt so ancient over there. It felt so different than the other side. And we start walking and walking and... At any moment, you feel like there's something that's going to pop out. Like, it felt like, it felt like if you saw a dinosaur, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense in this this area. Yeah. It was so, like, the trees were, yeah, the trees were huge. They were spread out. And it was like, this feels different. And so we kept walking, and we start hearing flute music. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, why is there music in the middle of the woods? It's one of those things where you're like, do I hear that? shit i hear that i really do hear that okay am i having a psychotic break from reality right so you're like hey bud so what if you heard sleep music <laughs> like right. wow, what would you think about that and it's like i hear it too it was uh so renaissance festival sounding you know we actually i don't know if it's on instagram but we did for people that wanted to listen to it and watch our reaction 
it's on Witch with TV on Instagram. We did some videos for them. So scroll back, you'll find our videos on there. But we eventually found somebody like playing this music up a ridge. Because that's the same a little bit, like a really thick fog had rolled in. So it was really misty and you're in this primordial forest and you hear random flute music. It's otherworldly. Yeah, it really is. And there's this huge granite cliff face. And this person is playing this flute. I mean, it was just beautiful. We just stopped and listened to him for a while. And this area we found out is where people come because that's where the sightings are. And we're like, not that they weren't where we were, but we had we were staying in a spot that a camper had one come to his camp, is what he thinks. Because yeah. he was like, I heard something rustling around in my camp, and then the next day, somebody was throwing rocks at the tent. You know, I think it's a good enough spot where, like, it's not so flooded with, like, hoaxers, but I, there are people that know about it, and they go out there and look, and I think they're genuinely, like, we check in with Steve, and we tell him, hey, we're going to be out there this weekend. So if you have anybody and we're doing whistles and knocks, tell that, you know, that way people know that there's other investigators sure. out there. So we had seen people walking and we're like, God, we don't have time. We have to get this van back. Like it was a two and a half hour drive to get the van back. And we we're like, we can't go up this mountain, but that's where people are like, you have to go. There's even a graveyard up there. And we felt this beckon, but like not yet. So it's like, okay, well, our first trip was like an introduction. The second trip was like, you're in the entryway. And you're being like shown around. The next one is kind of like, well, now you're in the parlor and it's like, you're still not in the main room. Yeah. And right after that, one of the people we saw on the trail says he saw a Bigfoot out there or something. Yeah. He saw it flash by. And cause there was like the, the guy did the YouTube with the evidence and stuff. We didn't find anything to cast. We found some weird stuff. We took pictures of, but that was our trip. It was, with a dot, dot, dot after yeah. We, yeah. yeah. we were like, we know exactly where to come back. We think we had to gain the trust of this area, maybe, yeah. and these spirits and stuff, and even Bigfoot. And now it's like, who knows what happens next time we go, but we feel like we're, we're going down like a checklist or levels, like level one. Now we're at level two. Now we're at level three. And this is not even the final boss yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. We like to fight Bigfoot. Um, I don't want to fight Bigfoot. Yeah. And then crazy shit afterwards. Like, I mean, on the way there, we're seeing Bigfoot stickers and, you know, we're seeing synchronous numbers and things pop up. We're having, I mean, just the fact that we found it also ended up weird. But that's a whole other story about the swamp. It's just all this trip. It's like you could connect the dots. And afterwards, I did a podcast as a guest with one that's been around a while called New World Witchery. And he wanted to talk about like cryptids and paranormal. So I was talking about Bigfoot. And he didn't know where we went. He didn't know anything about it. So he did a post, you know, to kind of promote that I had been on there and that it was coming in the future. And he's wearing this shirt with this little Bigfoot on it. And it says Littleton, North Carolina, the Paranormal and Crypto Zoology Museum. He lives in uh, Pennsylvania. And I said, Corey, have you been there? And he was like, huh? No. He was like, actually, I took place in this like local auction and it was like, this was part of the swag that was in like this one tier. I don't even know where it's from, but I always thought it was cool. And I was like, that is the place that got us to Bigfoot. And the place I told you about is that place. And he was like, what? Wow. So, like there's Bigfoot everywhere. But what are the chances that this tiny little 
obscure town in North Carolina that not a lot of people know about. It's a two stoplight town. It ripped two, maybe one. Yeah, the Piggly Wiggly, the Piggly Wiggly, this big. <laughs> Josh made a tiny hand sign there. So, And then just the fact that this guy picked this shirt because he was like, well, I thought it was cool. I have a Bigfoot shirt on. And the fact that I, the only reason I recognize it because I know that place's logo. Yeah. And I mean, the guy, it's not like he's not known, but I mean, it's just, it's so weird. It's like us going out to look for Bigfoot and somebody walks up wearing a party with Bob shirt. It would be so weird, right? Right. It's like, yeah, a very odd synchronicity there. That's very interesting. Right. How would this person in the woods? That's how the Bigfoots work. That's how they work. Yeah. And I feel like those little things are kind of like a little wink and a nod, like you're on the right path. You'll get there. Yeah. But you have to do your, you have to do your dues. You have to pay your respects. You have to like want it. You know, we're not just going to grant it to some looky loos. You're going to get a picture and talk about it forever, but you guys want this spiritual journey and all this shit. So honestly, when we go look for uh, something like Loch Ness, I don't imagine something about Bigfoot gives off these like spiritual vibes. And I think it's from native lore for it being like something that's like revered to people's experiences with Bigfoot and UFOs right, right. or that they see them one minute and they're gone the next. It's just, yeah. I think Bigfoot goes beyond just being a flesh and blood cryptid. I don't even think it's just a primate. Oh, no. There's I mean, no way. And I know some people say, well, maybe this is like the ghost of a primate or ghost of an ancestor. But I think there's so much more to it. And I think we're if we're not connecting with Bigfoot, we're definitely connecting with something there. And Bigfoot got us there, but maybe that's not why. And that's what we learned on that trip. Yeah. And so we didn't find Bigfoot, but we found something and we found ourselves. Yeah. You did in a way. That's really, that's really crazy. I, I, the way that you talked about it is like, wow. I mean, it's like raising the hair on my arms, you know, going like, dude, it's gnarly. So, well, the other thing that I think is weird is like, we knew that there was a hot spot. We wanted to camp there, but Honestly, that first day we went, if we wouldn't have heard those howls, I don't know that we'd have been rushing to get back there. Mm-hmm. Sure. I you don't know. Like not and even paid attention to it at all anymore. Maybe gone, well, there's no point in going out there. You know, we'll go do something right. else. So, And I'm not one to say, well, just because our little window, our few hours being out there, we didn't see anything. It's never here. You know, I talked to Sharice about that, about paranormal activity. We were like, well, how do you feel when you go somewhere that's supposedly haunted and you don't feel see or feel anything? I was like, well... If it's such a small snapshot, who are you to say this place is not haunted at all? I think right. people are, oh, you know, it's like you're talking about people that worked there for years and maybe had three experiences. What are the odds? You get lucky yeah. if you experience that. And yeah. how many ghost stories you hear in like a hotel? It might be two people in a month. Well, how many people stayed there in a month? So oh, yeah, hundreds, I don't possibly. think just sure. because we didn't see, yeah, because we didn't see Bigfoot or we didn't find that track, other people are finding them. And it would be very small-minded for us to be like, I don't think it's out there. But I feel like we're some of the only people out there that was trying to talk to Big Bill Otero. Um, we also used the Estes method the first night, and yeah. it was like talking to us. Something was talking to us, saying we left it junk food, and we're like, no, it was candy. It was just, it was crazy. And I, we definitely need to go back. We've got a lot of other stuff to do, but, I mean, Bigfoot's all over North Carolina. And I know that took up like a whole thing, but yeah. That's, that was our Bigfoot, like. You asked us a very simple question about a very big deal. It us. is, right, right. Yeah, it's a, yeah. that is, it, that definitely led someplace. Yeah, that was, um, it's just weird how we ended up there. We didn't just go there on purpose in the beginning. 
Like, not really, not to look yeah, for Bigfoot. We found it accidentally. Right. We went there. Accidentally yeah. ended up there. So that's why I think it's so crazy is that I feel like we were picked to the like because we were interested in it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we're not, we weren't picking to go to a place because Bigfoot was there. We ended up there and found out, holy shit. Why? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's talk about cryptids going head to head, you know, WWE style here and see a cryptid battle royale. <laughs> Let's pick some, uh, do some betting in a sense. Well, a wampus cat versus a chupacabra. Who would win? I feel like a wampus cat. They're probably wily as fuck. How big is the wampus cat? Are they bobcat size? Are they cougar size? I don't know, but they I'm can they kill dogs pretty easy, right? I mean, there isn't that one of the things wampus cats are supposed to do is kill like dogs. Chupacabra is supposed to be an original chupacabra is supposed to be kind of small. Oh. But even if you're talking about like the mangy looking coyote crossbreed hybrid yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. people think they are. I still think a wampus cat would take it back. Yeah, wampus cat. Big wampus cat. Okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with both of you too. I'm with both of you. Okay, now. What's the right answer? <laughs> there is no right answer here. This is, <laughs> this is all That's conjecture. <laughs> I don't know. The last one is the best one. Okay. There's three. The second one, Normie versus the Loch Ness Monster. Who's more vicious? Normie, oh, the Lake Norman Monster of North Carolina, or or Nessie, or yeah. Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness. Really? Loch Ness. Like, really? I know, yeah. yeah. I know you want to say, like, oh, Normie, because that's a local, but, like, I feel like Nessie's just... She's not OG. Right. She's the original. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you're going to come in here and act like you fucking got it like that? No. Right. I see you. Yeah, because that lady's only 60 years friends, old, right? But I'm the 90s. Right. And Lake Norman was, like, man-made. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, like, some kind of weird, like, nuclear disaster mutated catfish, like, Cresiosaur. I don't know. <laughs> a catfish versus, like, a dinosaur? Yeah. No. Or a giant eel. Because Nessie might be an eel. Ew. Ew. Oh, really? I've never heard that about Nessie before. Yeah, I've never heard the eel theory before, but. They found eel DNA in there. Anyway. Like a ton of the eel DNA is like floating around in Loch Ness. Really? I had no idea. Ooh, I'm going to have to look a little more into Nessie to hear about that. Okay. Okay. All right. So Nessie, Nessie, Nessie has the advantage of surviving and being seen for a lot longer than Normie. So experience is the edge in that battle, I would almost yeah. say. Yeah. Okay, now Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot, take your pick. Any Bigfoot from any one of the you know hundreds and hundreds of sightings all over the country, you know, there's so many regional variations, right? Versus the one, the only, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Who would See, win in that? I knew fight? you were gonna get I knew oh. I knew you were gonna go this route. There's a little synchronicity leading like, to that question, too, wasn't there? Yes, there was. I feel like Mothman, I don't know about Mothman. I don't know that Mothman is anything but a harbinger or like a messenger. But, you know, it's gotten to the point where Mothman seems like very scary. Like, but like, I mean, Bigfoot, I mean, if you talk about the stories where they seem like deer and dogs ripped in half, I know you don't believe that because you think he's vegetarian. I just feel like, I don't know, but then you have to think, well, Mothman seems even more spacey and weird and, like, right. dimensional. Mm -hmm. right. So, I don't know. If, if Bigfoot was on a bridge, Mothman all the way. <laughs> I feel like he would. I feel 
<laughs> too soon. Too soon. But... <laughs> it was 80 years ago or whatever. No, wait, it was too only, soon, yeah. it was 60 years. No, 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 wait, no, 40 years ago. Yeah, never mind. Oh, fuck. I don't even know how long ago it was. It was it like was three days ago. It was in the sixties, um, right? When the when that bridge collapsed. <laughs> okay. Oh. God. Um. So what do you think? I, I don't. I did. I know I didn't pick anybody. This is like King Kong versus Godzilla. It is. It's a pretty. Like, who knows? I mean, they both could be ultra terrestrial yeah, in nature them. too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot could be. You think Mothman? What? I think Mothman would not even. Bigfoot. I think Mothman would just be like, hello, sir, and or ma'am, and or they. And please excuse me while I move through your territory. I have slight business here, and I'll be on my way. So they wouldn't fight. They would have tea, probably, and they would... I feel like Mothman would not test Bigfoot. Mothman would not come that way, because I feel like Bigfoot is connected to the entire earth, you know? Like, Bigfoot has, like, multiple powers of like the land and probably the water, maybe the air a little bit and Mothman would just be like lamp. Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if Bigfoot's on a bridge, over. If Bigfoot has a lamp, over for Mothman. Oh, a flame also, you mean or a torch might be a better yeah. I don't know. Mothman might get singed in that case. So yep. I feel like it's the argument like where the uh Batman fanboys are always like Who's going to fight Batman or so and so? And they're like, well, how much prep time does Batman have? Because like, that's always the argument. Like, he could go up against anybody and be like, well, if he has enough prep time and money, he would totally win. I feel like Mothman would be too respectful to try to fight Bigfoot. It would be like, no, trying you... to fight your friend's grandpa. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? So, no, are you trying to go to Fisticuffs? <laughs> I'm sure we can reason this. And Bigfoot would be like, come on, little homie. Y'all want me? <laughs> See, and we're like, oh my god, Nessie would kick that, and it's like, well, I don't think they would talk about it. I don't oh think would no, fight. Nessie would just like destroy Normie. Well, that's more destroy. like a, a, a well, yeah. I mean, that's like a sea monster against a giant catfish. I mean, the catfish is too busy yeah. s- squirming around on the bottom of the lake looking for poop, fish poop to eat. You know. And the other one wants to eat a cat, giant catfish. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. All right. Well, we're going to say, <laughs> we're going to say Bigfoot versus Mothman ends in a handshake and or hug, friendly hug and a tea party kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a gentleman's agreement. Right. My suspicion is they're both from the same place.
What about the theory of Bigfoot being connected possibly to UFOs, the whole ultra terrestrial angle? Bigfoot might be an alien. What do you think about all that stuff? You have... Is this a big subject okay, too? So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, and I have the right to change my opinion at any time based on new knowledge. Sure, I of course, always. I think things that people are perceiving as UFOs or extraterrestrials, lights in the sky, and weird losses of time, those things are not exactly UFOs, but the entire idea of Bigfoot. I don't think that Bigfoot is just a land-walking primate. I think that it's like a multi-dimensional being. I think that it exists in ways that our brain can understand. And I think that the UFO sightings that go in time with Bigfoot are just the entirety of that spirit. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. I take a similar approach in the sense and I've, my witchcraft brain probably points, but I feel like they're they're a guardian, not necessarily of just nature, but kind of they they exist more than just biological. And I know that sounds like a cop out when you say, "Why is there no physical evidence?" or "Why do you only see like a few footprints and nothing else?" or "Why are they so elusive?" And I think with the experiences that people report having around them, and the stuff I looked into on the weirder side of stuff, like. When you talk about like um, the book where the footprints end, things like that, I think they're tied into the spiritual realm. I want to say that when it comes to UFOs, I don't think they're aliens. But I, and to me, I I believe that aliens exist somewhere. But do I know that they're visiting here? I don't know. Sure. I don't know that we're important enough to be honest. But how would they find us? All this other stuff. But my other thing is when you start talking about dimensional and that even seems like an umbrella term we start talking about like shit like that is there things that happen that we can't explain that trigger a response and we kind of talked about this on one of our episodes with the last about tulpas and thought forms are we creating things for other things let's say that this spirit knows that we expect and know our imagery we have bigfoot in our disposal. So is this thing taking on this form to kind of come across as mystical or different? Are UFOs, did they pop up into our headspace? Because there is a correlation between seeing flying saucers and sci-fi movies at the time. Are are these things that existed before taking on this form because the only way our brain can perceive them is putting something that's in our library and putting a mask on it. Sure. Is it something so astounding and so weird and so like outside of our human perception, our mind can't handle it, so it looks like a UFO? Because that's the only thing our mind can picture. And to me, it seems like those weird, those pictures that you see when some people see one thing and another people see the other. Or oh, the raw like, stuff. I know, yeah. or like the pictures like where it's that one that always goes around where it looks like a creepy old face or a dog. And one time you see something lost in your brain, it's hard to unsee it. What if these things, these beings, whatever they are, these time jumps, whatever, we just, everything is so rooted. Like, I personally can't even imagine time not being linear, but that's kind of the idea is that time is not linear. It just happens. It's happening in the past, it's happening now, the future is happening now. 
my brain can't even handle that. So I don't right. know that I can handle what Bigfoot is. I don't think it's made up. I think people are credible. I think they're seeing what they're seeing. But to your point, I think the fact that you're like, I love that you guys are just like coming up with this crazy shit. If you came on, like when I watch these Bigfoot shows, I don't care how long you've been doing it. If you start saying, well, Bigfoot like this because people have seen it taking this or people it like when you act like you know exactly what it's doing yet you have nothing to back it up like how do you know how do you know like you can't maybe bigfoot is a flesh and blood blood creature and so there's you just can't know and then the searching like we didn't find bigfoot per se but we found all this other stuff if you were out there ignoring all the other stuff and looking for bigfoot you'd have been disappointed and we found some crazy shit because we were being open and receptive and Mm -hmm. Who knows this? Whatever we're communicating with or trying to connect with could take on the form of Bigfoot. I don't know. So I don't think. I think they're all tied together somehow, but we're so small we can't even begin to comprehend like how it's tied together. And I also think we limit ourselves because we can't understand how we're tied to them. Uh, so I think you could even talk to aliens. We actually we plan on doing that with our friend doing a uh, what is it fucking called? Where you like. You try to contact the alien. The close encounter five. Yeah, a, a CE five. We're gonna try that eventually. Wow. So um, we'll let you know how that goes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might be there. We don't know. I love that opinion so much. That was like a very eloquent way to say it. When you touched on Tulpa, I just wanted to say, and I really hope you're gonna ask me this. My favorite cryptid is Florida man. <laughs> the Tulpa of Florida man. Florida man can do anything. Florida man is and always will be Florida and everything that could happen in Florida at once. Yeah. Anything a man can do, Florida man can do worse. (laughs) So um, a a man uh, marries an alligator and goes on a killing spree in Florida. That's Florida man. The Florida man. Somebody eats another person's face. That's Florida man. Yeah. So, like, by the spirit of Florida man, did Florida man come and take over your body? Like, I love Florida man. That's my favorite. That's your favorite cryptid? Yeah. Florida man is That's a good one to have. That's a very elusive, rare one. No, the (laughs) Florida man is easily provable. There's scientific evidence every day of Florida man activity. There's one living in fucking Mar-a-Lago right now, crashing weddings like, I was robbed. They stole the election from me. There you go. You know, he's the ultimate fucking Florida man now, you know? So anyways, yeah. holy shit, Florida, Florida man. Florida man. man. <laughs> That's great. That's really. We still have to do a Florida man episode. Oh, man. Oh, the Florida man. Oh, boy. What is your favorite cryptid from your home state? Do you have one? I mean, let's say, okay, let's narrow this down even more. That is not Bigfoot or Bigfoot adjacent or related or anything like that. And I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours, okay? Okay. I was going to say Bigfoot because... No, I just told you not Bigfoot or Bigfoot adjacent. Okay, okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. So Bigfoot's understood. And I'm not going to pick any of these weird ones that are very unverifiable. And I want to say Brown Mountain Lights, but that's a phenomenon. We don't yeah. know that that's a cryptid. Yeah. Right, we don't know right. That it's not. That's very that interesting. Very interesting, but yeah. I don't know. I Favorite in North Carolina. Do you know yours? Do you know yours off the top of your head? I think I do know mine, and it's one that I've actually seen in real life. And yeah. it's the Petriosaur? Pterosaur. Pterosaur. Petri. Petri. Petri the Pterosaur. And that's supposed to be like the remnants 
pterodactyl, like giant reptilian bird. Right. And it's my favorite because I think that I saw that when I was a very young child. No kidding. You actually saw one. Yeah. I mean, I was three. So take this how you will. Sure, sure. But I was outside playing with my aunt who is uh, 10 years older than me. So she was maybe 12 or 13 at the time. And we were just kind of like messing around outside. And this bird kind of weird thing was flying really low, like lower than anything that big than I had ever seen in my three years. And I looked at it and I was like, what was that? That was, that was Petrie. And she looked at it. I could tell that she saw it. I could tell that she was seeing it and not processing it. And then looked at me and said nothing. And we never spoke about it again. But it was big to me because I was small. And it was not feathery, more leathery, like a light brown color. It flew really low and slow, like in a slow descending arc and then flew away. And that was all of it. And I saw it and I asked her about it. And she was kind of like dazed, still looking in that direction and never said anything. And then we just went back to playing. Wow. It's a pterosaur or it's been reported as, as being seen in North Carolina and they call it Petri or is that what you said? No, Petrie is a character from the land of the land before time. The children's Oh, Petrie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It actually has a name too. Okay, so there have been pterosaur sightings. Yeah, there's some of those sightings you read about, and like when you see the um, the herons, mm-hmm. when you see those, they look so much bigger than you think they would in flight, and their legs go out, but like. I've always been one that thinks 90% of the pterosaur sightings in North Carolina are probably waterfowl for people that don't know what they look like. But then there's some that are, the sightings are very believable sounding. Yeah. Sure, and sure. like, I'm the proponent of, if you live here and you've seen these things, like you're not going to mistake something you see normally or something you don't like, yeah. like it's very, these people are very adamant that this did not have feathers at all. This was scaly. It had like, yeah, leathery. Yeah, yeah just leathery. like Tamara said. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no feathers. Yeah. To me, if I can't pick Bigfoot, I have always been, and I have a good reason for this because it sounds to me it sounds boring, but it's been like the big cat. But mm. I, what I was looking up was I wanted to make sure I got the place right. The beast of um, Bladenboro, yeah, yeah, which is out of North Carolina, was thought to be just a wild cat. And then there's like reports of it being like almost werewolf-like or whatever. And the big cats of North Carolina. And the reason, so when I was growing up, I didn't have access. I mean, I didn't experience this firsthand, but I was adjacent to it. There, we lived in the country uh, with all the family being on like similar property, a lot of like farmland and a lot of little pastures. Step-grandparents had horses. The people down the street, which are like my step-family's like cousins and shit, well, they had cows, a couple cows, and a little cat. And we were in high school at the time, or middle school. We were, like, younger, probably 13, 14. And we came home, and, like, everybody was all a talk in the neighborhood. Something got this calf in the middle of the night and had ripped its throat out oh. and had, like, I mean, it was 
it wasn't newly born. It was like, you know, a good size. Like a yearling? And nobody had seen, everybody was like, oh, because you could hear bobcats, but a bobcat is small yeah. compared to this thing. Yeah, they're not a much bigger than a big it. house cat. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. Right. They're like huge. Cocker spaniel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a dog wouldn't have been able to do this. I mean, they said it was scratched up, its throat was ripped out. And at the time, I wasn't aware of the wildcats, but afterwards, it was like, Something did this, and it was bigger than what we supposedly have mm-hmm. in that area of North Carolina, which is pretty close to South Carolina. It's Kings Mountain. So it's, you know, some people know of it because it was in the Civil War and different shit like that. That one, to me, when I see pictures and I hear stories of big cats, to me, that's like the, it, the gateway, the entry, because if all of these people can have the same, and this is where it gets a little crazy, but to me, this is why I like it. If it comes up that this exists, because there's pictures that look very suspicious, there's incidents where, like, cattle's been attacked. This isn't, oh, the blood was drained. This was something definitely killed this thing and ate it. But what did it? What was big enough to bring down this cow in this area? And nobody saw it. If you can find or prove that there are big cats in North Carolina, then who's to say that there's not Bigfoot? And who's to say there's other things? Because they're almost on the same level as being elusive. Because this is not an area where this isn't like, um, what is it, the Tasmanian tiger? Is that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. That people still think they see. It used to live there. And I, I mean, I guess we had big cats in North Carolina way back when. But we're talking about something that people don't really expect that is around here. And it's just like showing up. So to me, it interests me probably one because it's the most possible yeah and it's the most plausible it's not this is a cat that um runs around and speaks english or something this is a cat a normal creature and if it's in north carolina like and doing this stuff like it just it's believable it could happen kind of like there's so many sightings of it so next to bigfoot is probably that because i feel like it's so close to like being able to be true yeah does that it's make sense like, like right it's not so crazy open door to right. the other side like if you if you can have this, then why can't you have this? Right. And I know that kind of seems kind of a stretch, but like if somebody said there was like a large snake, you'd be like, oh my God, there could be. It could be somebody's loose head. It could be this other form. And I mean, it's just, it's so close. As opposed to, did y'all see that flying snake? Like that is a little bit out here. That's close right. to home. And <laughs> there are levels of believability about, involved there. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and even though, if you saw the big cat in North Carolina, you would be like, what species is this? Or how crazy is this? It would just kind of be like, people have been telling us this and people have been seeing this. There's been blurry evidence, but it's here. And it's, it's a little bit of like a possible, it's, it's very possible yeah. that they could be there. So yeah, that one's always fascinated me because I just, I'm like, I, I believe these people. I believe these pictures. Like I think that they're seeing big cats. More so than when people say, I think a Chupacabra is in North Carolina. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but a close second, if we count the Carolinas, the lizard man has always freaked me out. And I know that's South Carolina, but that's not far from here. No. No. Because we're low, we're low North Carolina, and it happened like kind of northern, I think, South Carolina. But it's like basically a big lizard man that attacked somebody's car and like, shredded it and stuff and it was like oh, was. anyway that's all I want to say Florida man the Florida man did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> could be but, bath salts are a hell of a drug you know so 
but see, like yours, North Carolina is like one of the hot spots for pterosaur sightings. Yeah. And this was like way back in the 80s. Like I was like a kid, you know? This was Big like, child. Yeah, not, yeah. It's one of my very earliest memories. So California is big. What's your favorite? Well, no, I was going to pick my favorite cryptid from North Carolina as well. What I was oh, reading what about, is it? yeah, that's even better. The moon-eyed people or the the those Yay. the goblins, yeah, yeah. Because I know you you've you have been talking about Hellier and stuff like that recently too, and that was kind of my whole introduction to the idea of goblins in some ways. And then, have you heard the my curse episode number three? No, no. Is it all about the it's goblin? And type? Oh, it, no kidding. Really? I didn't know that. It's okay. literally moon-eyed people. And I didn't know anything about them before trying to find a weird cryptid. And I was going to say them, but then I was like, well, I don't know. Because people can't decide the, the Cherokee were very adamant that these were real flesh and blood things. Oh, yeah. And humans, like a race. Yep. And, and they did battle with them. And then we, you found fairy stones. We've given out fairy stones to our patrons. That's, what's the other thing? Have fairy you found stones. fairy stones? That was one of my questions, too. You have found yeah. them? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to send you some. Oh, yeah, we'll please. I want yes. Please, 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 please. Oh, that's rad. That's so funny you said moon-eyed people because I was going to say that. And I was like, it slipped my mind, but I don't know. But I, even in that episode, this was when Hellier was like in its infancy. It just been out on YouTube, and I'm like, it was a show called Hellier. I think it was in like Tennessee. Turns out, obviously, I had it wrong. And I'm like, but what if the Moon Eye people are tied to Brown Mountain and these goblins and all this stuff? Like, you should listen to it because I feel like that's another little synchronicity. The of- Moon people are definitely very cool. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah. And you know, did you read about the uh, the little effigy that was found on yes, a farm? It was yes, like, yes. yeah, yeah. And then the fairy stones, all that. So you should listen to that episode. And we were actually going to, we're going to find a time to go camp in that spot and look for fairy stones. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, they're very rare. There's only like a few spots in the world that they exist. Right. We're, it's cool that we're near that yeah. little line where they exist. So at, there's Fairystone National Park. In Virginia. And then there's like what? the, yeah, in Virginia. Okay. But they don't call it fairy stone. They call it Fairstone. Mm, well, okay. we know what they mean. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's or Farston. <laughs> Farston National Park. And there's a um, weird, very scary, very creepy service station. They sell gas. It had literally the most repugnant bathroom that I've ever been in in my entire life. And I'm saying a whole lot. <laughs> bathroom. But you can just sort of go out and find your own stone. Like, they just sort of turn you loose behind. You came back with a blood. Stop and you just pick up these fairy stones. Wow, crazy! They're just on the ground. Oh, the fairy yeah. stones are incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I was reading all about those, and it's like, yeah, some for, people take them and say, like, know, have to- that's proof that the, these guys from these people from Wales were in North Carolina in 1100 AD, and it's like, you know, that's they're bringing Christianity to North Carolina. I'm like, fuck, I hope not. And no, I don't believe that. You know, yeah, right. They said that the Moonite people, the Cherokee, the Cherokee Lords, the Moonite people disappeared. They went away, yeah, and they yeah. were underground dwellers. And they weren't. What was it that they they weren't named for that? But because their eyes were were bigger, but they they only came out at night at because nights, their eyes yeah. were so sensitive. They were moon sided. Moon sided. So it wasn't like, but it's fascinating, like that whole lore and everything. So you'll have to listen to Curse Episode Three because what's funny to me is I looked it up and like. 
that was my first cryptid episode on Curse. I've had people be like, oh my God, that's so fascinating. And I love it so much. And we definitely need to go out to Carson. Yeah. But also where's the museum at that has those? It's like, it's not Morganton, but it's like Mary. It's somewhere in North Carolina that the museum that actually houses the, the little effigies they found, the little carvings, where they think it was representative of the Moonite people. And they found them in some, some farmer found them on his land. And they've been up in the attic for like 80 some years and they're like ancient. Like, wow. it's crazy. They can tell by the cool marks what period of time they're from. And they're like very, very early. But there's also like out there, there's the road to nowhere. But like, oh, yeah. so we need to go to that. North Carolina has it's so like much cool so stuff. It does. We it really does. Yeah, yeah. I was looking into all the stuff there. It's crazy. There's so much on the coast as well. We haven't even got, gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah Cape um, Fear so has mermaids, and, supposedly, that would lure sailors yeah. to their, at the, during the Civil War. They would lure certain yeah. so sailors. When you want to come out and look for Moonite people, because we've been to Brown Mountain and we've seen the light. And we're going to camp. We're going to find a time to camp there and actually dig deep and try to figure out what the hell's going on. Because we communicated with them. We'll have to, that's a whole other thing. But when you come to North Carolina, we'll take you to these fucking places. We'll take you to some places. Great. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to it then. Yeah. One of these days for (laughs) sure. So (laughs) when I make my first uh, thousand, that's enough to buy a plane ticket. There you go. So. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting there. You know, I'm getting there. (laughs) The only other thing is what's coming up. What's coming up for Hex Files? What's coming up? cursed a night geist in the network what do you have that you'd care to to mention you know kind of a a, a time for a shout out a shameless plug, a shameless shameless plug. plug. thank you tamara you. thank you very much yes yeah well we've been picked up for a 13 i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> we've uh in july it's the sixth and seventh fifth and sixth we're gonna be in indiana with our friend sharice who you know from the show yep. you obviously know but your listeners know now right She's been on as much as we have, probably. Sharice Williams. Uh, it's not yeah. more. And Sharice is going to go with us. What we're going to do is stay one night at an asylum. And then we're going to, it's overnight. It's like 6 p.m. to 10 a.m. And then we go to a jail that's, you know, all these places are old and haunted and stuff. But in between those, we're going to go look for puck wedgies in a, in a park that, like, they've been fighting. in. Oh. Um, so we're going to do ghosts. And if we do not get gotten, if we do not go missing we on this trip, swear to God, swear to God. <laughs> we wanted, yeah, we want the puck wedgies to take us, which that's a whole other story. But we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm sure we'll be on and we'll have to talk about our trip with Sharice. Absolutely. Um, hopefully we get some good stuff. We're actually, our latest episode was with Night Guys to promote our Nightcrawler Network, named for the first appearance they were on our show and the Nightcrawlers near Fresno. The Fresno Nightcrawler, sure. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. It was actually local to um, one of the people on Night Guys, and we were like, let's talk about them because they're just ridiculous enough to drink and talk about. And so that's where we came up with the, the network. It's more of a collective right now. It's in its infancy. We're sure. like, Let's see how it goes, but we, you know, we we've been trying to talk to possible sponsors and get stuff that like that together. We're we're actually taking a break for a couple months, maybe one month, maybe two, because we have a lot of heavy stuff to do. We have yeah. like, the the new dolls for the wayward home for we've dolls. We've got the dolls uh, from Canada, and we we're waiting on their backstories, but we we've, we've got to unbox them. Uh, we are going to be active on our Patreon throughout the summer with behind the scenes and like stuff. 
before anybody else gets it. We'll obviously talk about our trips, but if you want to behind the scenes, hopefully we'll be able to stream from there. Uh, the network, we're going to look to do some YouTube streaming. It's going to be very focused on night guys. We love to talk about the weird and true crime and stuff and drink. We obviously do. So we're thinking, who knows? Sky's the limit. Yeah, the two-parter conspiracy is out. You can listen to the first part on theirs. It's about reptilians. And then and our, who they are and <laughs> why they live next door to you. And that's pretty much what's coming up immediately. This fall, we'll have to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Um, and more in the summer. Brown Mountain Lights, I want to hit again. We will probably make that a camping trip at some point. We've got a little other things like locally we want to check out and do. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're sitting. Cursed is also taking the break because it's the same person. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and that's why you won't see anything new. We've got merch out now. I'm going to vouch for the comfort and the style of this shirt. I feel and look so much better when I'm wearing my hex files tank top trademark. Yes. There you go. So available on Teespring well, uh, and uh, what was the other threadless was where you were selling the shirts too. Yeah. You can just do our link tree on there. Uh, we got a Teespring tree, and threadless. We sell pins now. The pins, they glow in the dark. They're really cool. They're only like 13 bucks. And if you send us an email or find us on Instagram, we'll, you can PayPal us and we'll send you. We don't have a shop for them yet. But yeah, you can get your flag while we're, you know, while we're repping our shit. I think that's it, right? We don't have anything else we're doing. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and the haunted dolls. That'll be a whole thing. There's going to be a lot to do with that. You got a lot, you're going to have a lot coming up with the dolls, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right? cool. I can't wait to hear about that. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got going on. Well, cool, guys. Okay, well, thank well, you. thanks so much. You got it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll be talking to you soon, okay? All right. Have a good night. There you have it, folks. The Paranormal Ponderings Part 4 Bobcast episode is almost over. I just have a few things to say. We'll say some thank yous, and then we're all out of here. Cryptids, what a topic. Very, very interesting, I think. I love to get other people's ideas and thoughts on cryptids. You know, do they exist? Are they real? What are they? I love to hear what other people have to say about that kind of thing. What's a Bigfoot, right? Very tough questions. I'm here to ask them for you on the Bobcast. It is hard-hitting journalism at its finest, absolutely. One thing that really does make me think that certain types of cryptids definitely exist. Bigfoot, for example, there have been so many sightings of Bigfoot-type cryptids all over the world for years and years. I mean, going back a very, very long time back into indigenous cultures and things like that. So thousands of years, really. And what really gets me about all those sightings through all these years is they line up with each other. All these stories align, and they're kind of describing the exact same type of being. And it's all over the entire world. Think Yetis, Sasquatch in the kind of Pacific Northwest, the skunk ape in Florida. I mean, it goes on and on. People are describing almost the exact same thing. That blows my mind, and that makes me think there is definitely something to the Bigfoot cryptid. And I also really think Josh and Tamara had a very, very interesting series of experiences that were related to the Bigfoot kind of cryptid when they're out in the woods in North Carolina. Very strange things are afoot in the woods of North Carolina, I believe. I got to say, I really love talking to Josh and Tamara. This is like the fourth or fifth time we've talked. We keep in touch pretty regularly via social media messages, that type of thing. I love talking to him about anything. 
They were a perfect fit to come on this episode and talk to me and you all about cryptids. You got to consider the experiences both of them had early in their lives, the Bigfoot investigations they've done, and just the way they approach cryptid and paranormal investigations and phenomena in general. They are absolutely perfect for this episode. Thank you so much to Josh and Tamara of Hex Files for your insight and your input in this episode of the Bobcast. I truly appreciate it, and I appreciate both of you so very, very much. Well, thanks so much to the bands, uh, the Weaker Thans and the Mard for the musical interludes in this episode. Two very different songs, right? But they were very fitting and very awesome. I really appreciate those. I got to also say thank you to Hector at Epitaph Records for helping me with the licensing for that Weaker Than song. Really great. Hector rules. Very helpful. Awesome, awesome person. Thank you, Hector. Links to the Hex Files podcast and both bands will be on this episode's page of the Bobcast website. That website is IWantAPartyWithBob.com slash podcast. Check that all out, please. Last but not least, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please consider joining my Patreon page, and you can get a shout-out in a Bobcast episode and tons more great stuff. Just go to patreon.com slash IWantAPartyWithBob. Sign up. I'll say thanks to you just like I'm doing right now for Brant, Jen, Gavin, Ken, Pee Drinking, Crap Face, Poopy McPoopster, and Carl. Thank you all so much. And, of course, thank you so much for listening to the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. You're